Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today on the show, I welcome Everly, where we're going to be talking about self-confidence and transformation and I'm sure many, many more things. So, just an introduction to Everly, and then we'll dive into our fun conversation today. So Everly is a transformational coach, speaker and trainer with a unique blend of technical expertise and human psychology. She's a certified in strategic intervention coaching, neuroencoding coaching and presenting and brain training. So Great to have you on the show today, Everly. You've got a great mixture of things there. Obviously, I know you from the neuroencoding community. So it'd be really interesting, first of all, to hear a little bit about your... It seems like you've got this real passion and this interest in human psychology, a bit about behaviour and helping people work through that. What's got you so into that? So thank you for having me on, first of all, and thank you for the question. How, how far back shall I roll this? Uh, ever since I was a kid, I've been interested how things work. And uh, at first I started with machines and I never played with girls' toys. I always played with my dad's toolbox and machines and cars and stuff and figuring those out. That's why I went to study to be an engineer. Well, that was fun and interesting, but life happens as it does. Life be life in right. And at one point I started understanding uh, that I kind of need to understand myself as well and figure out what like goes on in between the, this real estate that's between our ears, right? So I started reading psychology books, basically wanting to figure out the mind. Why do we experience the things we experience? Why do people suffer? Why do people do the stupid things they do? It doesn't make any sense. And I just wanted to make make sense of it all, like, you know? through my own suffering and my background. And uh, the more I learn, the more I know that I need to learn even more, the more I know, I know how little I know. And uh, it's a never ending journey. So here I am. Oh, wow. And then you're, you're helping a lot of people with that now and helping them with like their transformations and understanding them. And yeah, for me, it's, I guess it's like an ongoing journey. Always trying to understand myself. There's never an end point. I don't know yeah. how you feel. <laughs> about that cool so yeah i was just um curious obviously there was a point uh you were like you went into like engineering um mm -hmm. you said that started from when you were playing with like you know you look at your the the tools that are around rather than play with you know the girls toys and, and things mm -hmm. like that and that kind of sparked that i guess what was it in particular that sparked an interest in understanding yourself was there like a moment or was it just like this curiosity that was going around yeah, first it started with me wanting to help my friends if someone liked someone like someone like the boy, and then I tried to figure out and read books stuff from there. But the more books I read to help my friends with their relationships and stuff, then I started like I think the word that comes up is neglect. That was the word that sparked everything to me. And when you go through the part of my friend shit you go through, you don't understand. You take that as normality, right? And then when you read about it and you kind of start figuring out, well, this wasn't exactly normal. This was maybe not the way life should have been. And when I discovered that 
uh, I think it's like this uh, trauma questionnaire you go through, like how many of the adverse experiences from childhood have you had? When I went through that and I was, it was like 10 of the possibilities. And I think I like nailed eight of them or something, eight or nine. Then I was like, okay, I've come to the understanding that maybe the life as I'm experiencing and everything that has been is, well, at that point I thought wrong. And I was like, okay, I need to look a bit more into this. Like, why am I experiencing the world the way that I am? What's really going on here? And that's what it, when it kicked off. And uh, that's when I dove into it. And that must have been now for like, I was in my beginning of my 20s, maybe I'm 38, like 17, 15, 16 years ago. Mm when I like noticed that thing. And uh, then I started picking up like how I respond to situations and events and like, I've been like this, this um, flag in the wind without realizing it, right? That I have any control really, or like how I could really create my own life or like, you know, that it could be any other way, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's it sounds like you did quite a lot of dig deep diving into yourself and you and then you went through like some of that tra you know, the trauma questionnaires and really went mm -hmm. deep into that. And you did you the word I think you used was neglect. So did you feel like you were neglecting yourself or others? No, both? My childhood was I was like neglected from like five years old, spending nights alone outdoors being without food for days uh, and uh, just emotional, physical, all kinds of neglect. But like when you're in it, you think that's normal. You don't know to make anything else of it. And you grow up with a massive need for control mm. and perfection. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you found with, with like that control, have you found uh, you, you're still very much like grip to it or a little bit grip to it? Have you found ways to kind of work through it a little bit? So when, when, when I turned this into transformation and like according to this, okay, so the control served me really well. I got to achieve in life thanks to that, like in school and everything was always under control. Relationships with men though, men don't really like to be controlled as I know now, like so you can translate it into being masculine or whatever psychology angle you want to approach it from. So my relationships weren't that great. And uh, there was a tipping point. I really needed to give in and understand that this whole control thing was an illusion. Mm. And that, thanks to that experience, I was like a nasty relationship experience. I went through on the floor, basically crying. That's when I finally surrendered and gave up. And I think that was the moment I gave up control, also accessed my feminine side, which brought on another transformation of like me going into my feminine, like all oh, the emotions, nothing made sense because I went to study to be an engineer with guys because guys are in the head. Everything makes sense. Everything's logical. No emotion, like, you know, and then when you tap into your feminine, it's like, why? What is this world? Like, this doesn't make sense. I don't want any of this. Everything was so calm before that. And then it was another returning to the 
back to the masculine and trying to balance those two right and like when do you call out what and like this transformation is like a I, I like the spiral like it goes and it goes and it goes and it's like constantly in search of balance like the yin and yang symbol the black and white right so yeah ongoing process yeah, oh, totally, yeah. totally relate um obviously a different gender but um yeah, I've had a lot of the uh, the control elements to kind of let go of. Um, so, yeah, I can totally relate. So, yeah, it, it sounds like I like what you said about the illusion of control as well, because um, there's a great quote as well. Uh, one of my mentors shared and it was relax. Nothing's under control. <laughs> it's one of my. Yeah, go. go. I was just saying, I think that's some some ancient uh, or, or some kind of. Uh, like some ancient kind of philosopher or something like that. I can't remember. So I'm going to just bounce off of you. My mentor told me. So the way we are in this life, it's like we're on a rocking horse trying to get somewhere without realizing the rocking horse is on a carriage that is, itself is on a car that's like driving completely the different direction. And we're rocking so hard trying to reach out and have that control. But there's none of it. So. Oh, that's really good. I like that. <laughs> but like, like oh, it has control look at the rocking horse going that way and everything goes so it comes like oh it's a mess then you arrive at the mess like so what's real how do we like really navigate this whole life thing it didn't come with a manual how the heck am i supposed to survive and be happy mm. you know i bet that was challenging from a engineering kind of brain as well it's like where's the manual <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so have you like experienced something similar like the chaos of it uh i suppose my kind of like mind is like a project management background so it's very like plans and scheduling and then uh deep dive even for me that i've shared on this podcast deep diving into like deep emotions that uh admittedly has been required of in the last two years is uh it's, some, it's, it's different, but it's definitely beneficial, the outside, when you, you kind of connect with yourself a bit more. But even then, it's like, right, what practice do I do? How many times a day? How long for? Like, is it breath work or do I do that? So it's like, so kind of letting go of that's obviously been a, been yeah. a challenge for me. So, so linear, I do this, where's the, where's the result? Like, how do I approach this? Like, right? How many weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. I love, yeah, love it. So this, this is kind of, probably uh, a question I wanted to focus more around the transformation there's quite a lot of people out there and I've been there in the past when it's like I want to make a transformation I want to make a change um, I want to like whether it's a, a visible job relationship business health situation it's like I want to make a transformation but it's like where do I begin right is there in in each maybe each is your transformation or maybe people you work with is there something maybe consistent that you see that, that really helps people get going on any kind of transformation? Uh, yes, and I could answer from different angles and I will give a few points to approach this. Um, as we learned, first of all, is like the why, like Simon Sinek says, why? Mm. Why, do you, why do you think you want the transformation? What's the unease about? And what I usually find... Well, if I pull it together, no matter how I approach it, it all comes down to something you said beautifully already is 
people really aren't in touch with themselves inside themselves like the trust within them that this life is for them and they can be the best navigator of their life to have that trust and this outer world and the thinking mind and the loss of connection with the body makes them makes them the that flag in the wind and one point or another one person or the other like comes to the realization that i don't like this so i need to i must like it's good if a person realizes they need to transform because usually the first step is like everyone else around me needs to transform right Mm. so when they do realize okay transformation is needed they come from a place like something's wrong with them and i don't agree to this I, I really believe that you're exactly where you're meant to be and you're already whole. There's nothing wrong with you. The only way getting, only thing getting in your way is your thinking. Either it's the voice in your head who came from either your main caregiver that's nagging away at you, being the critic, never enough. So what I like to do, one of the approaches is try to make that sound, that voice in you, make it friendly. Make it your biggest cheerleader. How can you, and through practice, like be kind to yourself, be graceful at difficult moments and speaking because I was the best at like beating myself up, using willpower, whipping myself, go running now, you have that cake. Why haven't you done this project? Like you should have, you know. And no matter how I approached it, I arrived at a ceiling and I was miserable. And now, like for three years now since I've switched the approach on myself uh, of really being kind, accepting, loving of myself and curious, that internal voice changes. And it actually starts like the, the loving parent you might maybe someone never had or it starts like supporting you at your tough moments and asking you, no, actually, what do you really want right now? And then you give it to yourself because you are the love of your life, as I've been told, and uh, you need to put the oxygen mask. You get to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. So that's the thing with my clients as well to the realization to come to is like it's a great unfolding or becoming again back either way you want to see it, if I'm making sense. So the first step is be kind to yourself and get back that touch with your body. Like because we're in our head, the dissociation, the trauma maybe we've been through, we come so into our head, we disconnect from the body. We don't want to feel the emotions because the emotions are felt in the body and sometimes they arise and we don't know what to do with them and we don't accept them and we suppress them. So kind inner voice and then like feeling the emotions, not suppressing them, not making them wrong and not needing to act on them and practice because we haven't tried like anger for instance and anger is always a secondary emotion like helplessness or sadness comes before it to accept it that that, yes that was it and uh, not suppress when the emotion comes but realize that it comes from thought or the neural connections and we can assign a different meaning reframe it which is one of the most powerful tools in psychology right And through these little techniques and tactics, basically see, uncover ourselves, see who we really are in the world. 
and how we want to show up and what I want to point to, what's really like grinding my gears, if I can say that. This, this talk about authentic self for the higher self for like always think of others. I don't like it. It serves a purpose, but it again, if we think of the yin and yang or with like the duality of things, it's like if you're in a place where you're too much on yourself, in yourself, like and you can't take action, then it's good to shift your focus onto others. Absolutely. But at one point, again, it starts suppressing the shadow side or the power in us, or like we, we make ourselves wrong in a way if we make ourselves important to ourselves, right? So it's always this constant dance of like, how do I feel? How do, what do I need now? When should I step like out of my way? And when the personas or the mm, different uh, characters ourselves, and it's either Maslow or Carl Jung or however you want to approach it, they usually say in like four to eight different characters in us and sometimes up to 18 different characters oh, that, wow. show, yeah, that show up according to context. And we can't say they're wrong. It's like this uh, wine, like a grape wine, let's say, that crawls. Like you have this thicker wine or like a trunk of tree and the branches are your characters, which you get to call out. And I would say if we were to speak about being authentic, then what I've come to realize, you definitely want to get to learn your shadow side and to not suppress it and draw power from it even. And it's so different for all of us. And to learn the different part, learn about the different parts of you. And I think what I've made it to be for myself is what does mean authentic, being authentic mean for me is if I get to know myself, in a way, get in touch with myself, let's say that's the trunk of the tree and the different characters I have, maybe it's a mom, maybe it's the warrior, like Tony says, the magician, whatever, we have like different kinds. How well can I shift and bring to light and not like suppress and like, you know, genuinely just dance with them and play with them and show up. Like it's a stack of tools that I can pull to show, you know, to interact with people because and I love this theory. I think it was a Swedish psychologist who had this book that said, we are born into this world and we can't see ourselves. And the only way we can make sense of who we are is we, the true self is standing behind our back. And what we get to learn who we really are is other people are mirrors. And whatever they mirror back to us, we believe that we are. So it becomes really important to like to figure out who you want the mirrors to be, right? Because that's what you're going to believe you are in the world and you're even everything formed by that. But we don't get to choose early on. I've been going on for so long. <laughs> no, I love that. No, it's, um, I think uh, what what we were, you were kind of touching on there was like getting to know yourself. And I was really interested with how many different uh, personalities or parts, parts there can be. Yeah, and you know the shadow the shadow side something i've been working on with my coach as well it's a really really beneficial part and yeah i, I totally resonate with the um you know not just it's not just about oh, i want to help everyone you know and that and ignoring yourself i think it's obviously really important to know that part of you as well with 
with going that transformation. And that sounds like a fundamental part of the work you do, helping people really get to know themselves a bit deeper on those levels as well, which is great. Mm -hmm. cool. So, yeah, Everly, I just wanted to uh, ask you quickly about um, your strategic intervention coaching. So just for the listener who, who's not so sure about what that is, what, what is that exactly and why is it important? Uh, so it comes in suddenly when need be, right? So let's say, how should I answer you this? I don't coach people who don't ask co for coaching, right? But if a, a person comes in, then we can pretty accurately yet as the word says suddenly or strategically shift direction shift what's going on that's like not such a soft way i would say but it's strategically fast if it's need be i love that okay so making those those big shifts for people mm -hmm. ultimately yeah gotcha Awesome, Everly. So um, thank you. Thank you for everything you've shared and, you know, the transformation work that you're doing in the world with people, helping them really understand themselves and ultimately get them to know where they want to go. Um, just before we kind of wrap up today, I, I always like to ask people this. What would be your number one confidence tip if you were to give one to, to people that you'd like to leave us with? And then also, where can the listener find you if they want to find out a little bit more about your work and maybe get in touch confidence tip that's a great question hmm. don't make decisions based on fear hmm. and that will grow your confidence when you start acting that way love it 100 percent um, with you <laughs> it's hard but it's like this love it it's true for me that will build the internal connection mm. so and where to find me all social media channels facebook linkedin not on tiktok though so <laughs> maybe <laughs> instagram facebook yeah yeah linkedin cool you'll be sure to put your your links in our uh, show notes as well today so the listener can reach out to you so once again everly thank you so much for coming on today thank you awesome for having so, me you're very welcome and we it was a pleasure so that concludes our episode for today and remember you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence <laughs>